Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 151 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How's things going? Good. Megan, you are in between homes, old home and new home. Yes. So it sounds a little different here because I am actually in my old house. Um, oh, here comes my cat because she's like, where have you guys been for two days? Well, the, <laughs> the, play, the answer is this one might be a little more casual than usual. Um, we moved into the new house two days ago. Yay. But exciting. Haven't moved over, so we've moved over one pet. We're waiting on the cat until we can get more fully settled. And she's not happy about it. Her no. attachment disorder is kicking in big time. <laughs> um, but also, the internet didn't get hooked up on time in the new house. Of so I had to come back to the old house, which now has like almost no furniture in it, to record. And so it sounds a little echoey and hollow. So I apologize for that. And I apologize for my needy, needy kitty. Needy kitty. Now, yeah. That's okay. We'll roll with it. So what okay. are we talking about today? <laughs> so here's, I'm going to set this up by saying you guys have been requesting that we get back to talking about all things feeding a family. So meal planning, meals. And, you know, I feel like Megan, we used to talk about this a little bit more in the first year or so of the podcast. And I have a theory why we have kind of avoided it in the last year or so. Okay. Because I feel like we might both be falling down on the job a little bit when it comes uh, to the, meal. You think? <laughs> the yeah. meal planning and like, yes. I don't know. All these It has ideas. not been a great focus for me. I've been really good at pulling off like one fantastic meal a week and then just utter baloney, including sometimes literally baloney. <laughs> the rest of the week. So. Well, and I think our listeners like when we keep it real. And another reason, honestly, is we have a lot of listeners, not all of you guys, but we know a lot of you guys have babies and toddlers and really little kids. And I have to say that a lot changes when you think about feeding a family um, in those little years to where I am and where you are. So I think we've both just kind of not avoided it, but like haven't dealt with it, but we've had a lot of requests. So here's what we're going to do today. Today, we're going to talk about feeding a family when it comes to breakfast and lunch. And I thought that nice. might be kind of fun and a little bit less fraught with like all of this dinner expectations yes. and like, well, and we've talked about before how we put so much emphasis on dinner as like the one savior, you know, like yeah. the one meal where your kid will get all of the nutrients. And we do tend to kind of gloss over breakfast and lunch, but they right. exist and they're important. So and yeah. everybody has them. And we're going to talk about ourselves too, what we eat. So today is going to be the first in what I'm calling a loose series on feeding a family. And that means it might not all happen right in the next few weeks in a row, but we promise to bring you guys a few more episodes on feeding a family. We're going to start with breakfast and lunch. We'll do an episode about dinner, even if it's just us admitting that we're like really yeah. phoning it in right now. And then we'll do some other fun stuff like grocery shopping and meal planning. And, we should um, talk about snacks this summer. Yeah. Actually, two other networks, two other podcasts in our network have talked about snacks recently. 
And it, it's such a great topic. I feel like I could yeah. listen to podcasts about what people eat for snacks all day. So, <laughs> and also before we get going, I want to tell you guys that Katie's with me at the end of the show. She and I have a really fun segment and she also is going to set up a giveaway that we're doing on Instagram from a great mom owned business um, that makes really sweet, soft hooded towels and blankets called Aww. Lil, yeah, Lil B. Um, and the Instagram, the giveaway is happening on Instagram, um, but you'll hear Katie and I talk about it at the end of the show. So go listen to that or stay on and listen to that and then go check out our Instagram um, to see the giveaway. Cool. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code themomhour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. All right. Okay. Are we ready to do this? We are. We're going to talk about breakfast. Okay. Um, I'm getting like anxious now because I'm going to have to talk about what I eat and what I feed my people. But okay, let's do this. No, it's all. We're just being really (laughs) real. We're being really real. And if anybody's new out there, um, our kids are, mine are five to 10 age range and yours are nine to adult. We don't currently have babies and toddlers, but I did, I did kind of throw some bullet points in here so we can, if we do remember, you know, what we kind of fed them or what what were our go-tos at that age is we'll, we'll talk about that too. Um, so I thought we could talk first about what is happening lately for breakfast in our house, both kids and grownups and also weekends. I threw weekends in there as its own special thing. So what are kids and grownups eating in your house for breakfast lately? This is terrible. I don't, I have no idea. I don't know because we all get up at different times. Um, Clara still eats toast every morning. I do know that because she and I get up together. Well, I'm up before her, but then, you know, she and I are actually occupying house space at the same yeah. time. Um, what Owen does she is have obs- on her toast? Totally depends on the day. Okay. She loves, sh- her preference is Nutella or cinnamon sugar. Mm, yes. Um, I understand why those are her preference, but sometimes <laughs> I have to put my foot down and be like, you got to have peanut butter today or something yeah. like you've had sugar toast now three days in a row. She's like, no, it's cinnamon sugar. No, it's, it's sugar. So yeah. there is a little bit of cinnamon in there, but come on. Um, so Clara still has tea and toast with me in the morning. I no longer eat toast for breakfast, right? You are very rarely. Keto. You are no, carb. I, well, I would say no, I'm nowhere near keto and I'm nowhere okay. near no carb. I'm lowish carb. I'm okay. lazy, low carb, um, lazy keto. but I, I don't start the day with toast because that just starts me on this sort of downhill spiral. Yeah. So it's not to say I wouldn't have a piece of bread at some point during the day. I do a lot actually, but like I wouldn't start my day with that. Um, in fact, lately I haven't really been eating breakfast. I've just been having like, a. will have a cup of tea with 
uh, half and half mm-hmm. because once I, I've found that once I start eating, I don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. And also I'm so busy in the morning. Even if I'm at home, I'm usually doing the radio show from home and I literally don't have time yeah. to put food in my face. My one exception is bacon. I will have bacon for breakfast. Literally okay. How just do you bacon. cook bacon? Because I feel like I am a fairly accomplished, like I can cook most things, Yeah, but I, I don't have a quick and easy way for bacon. It's, well, it's not quick and easy. Okay. That, that is, it's and I've tried smell, buying. smelly and messy and yes. overwhelming for me. So I make bacon. I have this um, cast iron grill pan. Yep. Like a, it's like a griddle pan, but, you know, it's got the grill marks yep. on it. Yep. Um, with lots of trial and error, that is what I've settled on for making bacon in the oven, and it's fantastic. Oh, now, in I the also, oven. Okay. In the oven. I've, so I've, I've also tried make, microwave, stovetop, and oven. I've, I've done them all. I just, yeah. Yeah. I've had the best luck in the past with either super slow on the stovetop, like just in a frying mm-hmm. pan, but like really slow, or um, in the oven at a pretty high heat, like 400 on a cookie sheet. But even okay. with in the oven... I like it because it doesn't splash everywhere and you get more crispiness. Yeah. But you really have to watch it really carefully right, um, in the oven. The yeah. And sometimes it's inconsistent. Like the edges are done differently. So I got this cast iron griddle pan and it is amazing. The bacon that comes off of it is absolutely perfect. Wow. Can we link that up in the perfect. show notes? Is it yes, like, we will do that. Yeah. Um, it is La Croisset is the one I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got it for free. I didn't spend that kind of money but but it's worth it if you yeah, love bacon we, and, we, yeah. we have a couple of those that have been like major christmas presents like yeah, yeah it's not our entire pots and pans but it is it's like a grown-up thing to have a yeah set. it is <laughs> and i will say well i could talk about making bacon on my on my uh, griddle pan all day but what's cool about it too it's like it's because it's a grill pan the um the grease drips down into the grooves right so you you still have to kind of pat it with a towel but not as much and then i have this amazing grill pan that's just full of bacon grease which i then use on everything else so if i need bacon grease i don't really use that pan for much else but sometimes for dinner that night i will just throw vegetables right on top of the bacon grease and just let it soak it up and it's pretty amazing so i eat a lot of bacon um owen is so yogurt obsessed that he actually told someone that's what he's been doing for fun lately he's like i've been eating a lot of yogurt (laughs) yogurt and yo-yo like there's exactly it goes together is yo 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 yogurt do you have a go-to kind of yogurt that you buy for your kids or is it whatever's on sale yeah whatever's on sale generally like i like to get the natural stuff but they really like the sugary fruit on the bottom stuff um when i was a kid i loved the the fruit on the bottom but i never mixed all the fruit in i would always only mix in like the top Mm -hmm. like little bit of layer because i thought it was too sweet um so but i you know they've got like the siggy's brand i like that Mm -hmm. Um, I like just the big thing of Stonyfield vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so when I. I think about it, I'll buy those for the kids, yeah. but they like the little cups. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't think, I think Isaac drinks tea for breakfast. I don't know that he eats anything. Sometimes I'll see him, you know, slapping together some toast on his way out, but he, he kind of does his own thing. Yep. He's and 18 for those who he's don't 18. know. He's 18. Yeah. <laughs> he's not like yeah. a fourth grader. Right. No, he, yeah. He's kind of managing his own, his own mornings. Um, and William sometimes will drink like a protein shake. He's weightlifting now. Oh. So he'll drink like a like a meal replacement or a protein shake. Or sometimes he'll, oh, I hear doggy ears. Yep. <laughs> we got dogs and cats today, friends. Yeah. Um, sometimes he'll like grab something like a piece of toast on his way out the door. But we're just, right now during the week, none of us are huge breakfast people. Yeah. It's just the reality it's of our the lives. The there's yep. zero. This is like not, there's no right answer in this. And case. Clara gets a snack. She's not a huge eater anyway. And she gets a snack like an hour after she gets to school. Yeah. So even if she leaves the house a little bit hungry, cause she didn't finish her toast, it's not a big deal. And yeah, yeah, it's fine. So, um, yeah. Okay. That's so, us. yeah. So we are kids in my house are kind of cereal and milk. Like, I gave up a long time ago. Actually, I never really subscribed to the idea that kids need a hot breakfast or a protein breakfast. Yeah. I know that breaks all the dietary rules, but like we've said a million times, we I just look at nutrition as like the whole picture and mornings are crazy. So um, box cereal is one of probably the ways that I am a little more relaxed about sugar and stuff. They're not eating Fruit Loops or Cocoa Puffs, yeah. but the cereals I buy are not like the super duper top healthy. most healthy. They <laughs> yeah. love honey bunches of oats. And I, I was, I was going to say honey bunches of oats. I loved honey bunches of oats when I was a kid. And so I just, it's like, I don't buy a lot of, I don't, I buy almost nothing with like preservatives or packaging, right. but my breakfast cereal, like it just is what it is. So 
My kids call Don't those- you feel like Honey Bunches of Oats is kind of like middling sugar, though? It's not real it, I think sugary. it's middling sugar. What it doesn't have is a lot of like whole grains or fiber. Yeah, so it's yeah, more yeah. that like, yeah. you know, it just doesn't, it's not the ideal breakfast, but I, I have zero guilt about it. So my kids call them big crunchies because, you know, like the, the, the Honey Bunches of Oats are like these big crunchies. Yes. They've, they've called them that since they were- little. And so my family has a fun nickname for honey bunches of oats oh, really? too. This is so funny. That is so they funny. they've always our kids have always called them honey a boach and I think oh. it's because when Jacob was little he couldn't say it. Yeah. And so honey a boach just stuck in our heads. So that's what that we always called it. That is the cutest. So we call them big crunchies <laughs> and um Reed who's like my most like when he gets into it something he like does not vary from his routine. And then it'll change and it'll be something else but so he will have big crunchies, Violet will have big crunchies, Allegra likes oatmeal and I will just do oatmeal. I buy just regular old fashioned oats. I don't do really like fancy oatmeal, but I make it in the microwave with milk. So like a couple minutes, stir it, and then maybe 30 more seconds. That works well for Allegra. She's real slow to get ready in the morning. I think I've talked about how she has a rule where she has to be all the way ready before she eats breakfast because otherwise she'll never get ready. She has to have shoes on, hair done, everything except brushing teeth. Um, So she'll do oatmeal. Um, and so they kind of, and then I, I do buy Trader Joe's frozen waffles, like the whole grain ones. And they like those. They'll go through a phase of that, but like, really they don't do yogurt. They don't, I don't give them fresh fruit. Like they, they're pretty much carbs and sugar is what my kids yeah. eat for breakfast. It's fine. It just is what it is. Um, when we get into lunch, I'll talk about how my kids are actually those kids who eat their lunch at school. I know a lot of kids don't, but my kids do. So I load up the lunch with some better things, but breakfast, it just is. Um, (laughs) Brian and I, Brian cooks breakfast for both of us. So, and almost always I eat what he makes because he is a good cook and he works out in the morning and has more priorities in terms of like nutrition. And I, Mm -hmm. my priority is just to eat. So we will either have eggs or a smoothie, depending on if he's like in a high protein mood or like a fruits and veggies mood. And I, I fought his smoothies or I resisted them for a long time because they have kale and chia seeds and all this stuff in them. Yeah. But I actually kind of like them now and it does feel really good. It feels good to just know that I did that first thing in the morning for my own, yeah. like fruits and veggies and all that. And then I, I actually prefer the smoothies to eggs, but he will, he, he, he'll actually like whip up a frittata. I think I've said that on this show. Like he'll make a frittata on a random Tuesday morning and it like looks like something out of a restaurant. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I get my breakfast. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> can I, can I tell you though, I, my resistance to smoothies is not what's in them. Uh-huh. I don't like First of all, I don't love cold drinks in general. Okay. I like drinks warm or room temperature, okay. generally speaking. And I really don't like cold drinks first thing in the morning. Okay. So that's yeah. a huge. Well, like, and you live in a colder area. I can relate yeah. to that. If I'm feeling cold, I definitely don't want to drink something cold. Right. Um, also, I have a thing with smoothies where I have to drink them with a straw. Um, and the straw oh. thing has actually, I know, because it's like they're they're pretty thick and like you get like a smoothie mustache and it, for some reason yeah. it grosses me out. Like when we go to my parents' house, my mom makes good smoothies, but I won't drink them because they don't have straws. So we were going through a lot of plastic straws and I was having a little bit of like California um, environment guilt. Yeah. And so I got these stainless steel straws and Ooh. some um, straws some pipe cleaner brushes that really get in there. And it's actually great. I really like it as a way. Um, I can link to those too. Yeah, do that. Um, I was just thinking about cereal because we talked about that a little bit. I want to, I want to be clear that I do have cereal in the house and oatmeal. Um, my kids all go through phases where they want certain things and then they switch. Yes. So that's part of the reason with like it's hard when they get older to nail down, like what is everyone eating for breakfast? Cause, because not only do I not know, but it sometimes changes week to week. And you can't remember um, when you have multiple kids. No, and you can't like, remember. I can remember so many things about my kids, but I cannot for the life of me remember which one likes salami and which one doesn't or whatever. Well, you know, you know how I know kids, someone in my house is in an oatmeal phase is I find <laughs> bowls of like cement oatmeal oh, that is the worst. in the sink, but I don't know who did it and I don't know <laughs> when they did it. All I know is someone did done it, you know? So yeah, that is annoying. Um, but with cereal, we still buy plenty of cereal, but my kids are just as likely to eat that at night for a snack or yes. that is like a weekend gorge. Like that's the kind yeah. of thing my kids will go through like a whole box of something on the weekend. So, I ate so yeah. much cereal when I was Me growing up, too. like growing up, like all the way through, I don't know, like till I was like 25. I love Me cereal too. and milk. I, I don't have it that much anymore, but I love it. And I, it's like a happy thing. It's like a happy I lost my taste for it in my 20s. Like I'll still have some, but I don't eat it the way I used to. I used to eat so much cereal. And then I read there was a study that the more cereal, the cereal you eat, the more likely you are to have boy children, male children. (laughs) It's some, I know it's something to do. Like literally you attract different sperm when your body's pH is different. 
And something about cereal. Like maybe like one of the things that's added. You know, like how cereal. they add. Yeah. Like, they like add, folic acid or something. Yeah, they add some of the quote unquote good whatever yeah. they add. Yeah. So there's something about, you know, breakfasts, prepared breakfast cereal that is supposedly is more likely to make you have um, a boy rather than a girl. And I will say I stopped eating. I stopped eating cereal with a vengeance probably around the age of 29. I just lost my taste for it. I didn't like as sugary of things anymore. And then yeah. when I started to lose interest in sweet, then I started to kind of lose interest in cereal. Um, and that's when I got pregnant with a girl. After four no, boys. After four I boys. Mean, this, I mean, there's this, proof right this there. This scientific study of one <laughs> is pretty compelling. I had never Pretty anecdotally that. interesting, I guess. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So that was fascinating. Do you remember any breakfast, not hacks, but just do you remember what breakfast was like when your kids were really little? I'll try and think if I do too, if, you, if nothing comes to mind. I want to say that we also did oatmeal, that my kids liked oatmeal when they were really little. And then maybe I would stir some frozen blueberries in that, like when I was even yeah. still food spoon feeding them. Um, I think they just had whatever we were having. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. I don't remember there being a ton of hacks because I think more so than now, especially except on the weekends. I will say right. the weekends we tend to have like a big, you know, I'll make like eggs and bacon yeah. and all the fixings. But, uh, bef- you know, prior to that, um, when they were little was the time we all shared meals the most. And yeah. so we all just like you would, you know, you'd maybe pick off little bits of whatever and give it the pancakes yeah. and give it to the baby yeah. or like, you know, you'd have to make sure that the fruit was cut up enough for them. But I don't yeah. remember there being like, like a, big emphasis on having a separate breakfast for no no me neither and I don't think I was ever that you know worried about like getting protein or getting um fruits and veggies like I think I've always just been I uh, until recently now I do have smoothies or eggs but until the last five years yeah I want carbs when I wake up in the morning and so do my kids and I just haven't worried too much about it that's my story Well, um, I want carbs when I wake up in the morning, but I just realized if I eat them, then I eat carbs all day. So that's, that's why true. I'm avoiding yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so. if I have any other tips, I would say that as my kids have gotten older and I know you'd say the same thing, I, you realize that like, there's a lot that's inborn about morning and breakfast personalities. Like I have kids who are hungry first thing. And I was always that person too. I was a morning eater. And then you have kids who aren't morning eaters. I also have a kid who does like to eat in the morning, but doesn't really like traditional breakfast food. And she will take out leftover macaroni and cheese or like want sliced up cucumbers and a hard boiled egg, like a, like a Japanese breakfast. So I feel like, um, there's nothing wrong with any of that. And actually breakfast is a time where I feel like it's kind of normal for everyone to kind of go their own route. Um, it's not, you don't have the expectations of like, we all have to eat the same thing. Like, you know, some families do at dinner. So I don't know. Or even amounts, you know, like, uh, I mean, the, some of my kids ate nothing for breakfast yeah. ever. And then they'd want like a snack mid morning. That was their breakfast. And I'd yeah. get annoyed. Like, didn't I have breakfast out for you? Yeah. But thinking back to when I was little, I was never a huge breakfast eater. If it was super early, I, had, right. I really wanted to wait, which was didn't work at all for school. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like everyone's different and everyone's eating patterns are different. And we yeah. are coming off like the world's okayest moms in this episode. Okayest. I think that that <laughs> is a stretch. <laughs> I think we're we're coming off as the world's like meh. Well, you guys who begged do. us to talk about food feeding a They're family be and meal very planning, you're like, um, I could actually maybe like look up a expert book on this topic because right. Megan and Sarah are just anyway. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member Katie were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. 
Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, we're going to lunch and we're going to talk about how lunch works now in our houses for kids, grownups, weekends or, you know, vacations when everybody was home. Um, do you want me to start? I feel like I put you on the hot seat. Well, or... it's either way. It's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just have to say like, nobody does lunch in my house right now. Right. But I still school, would love to know, you know what they're taking or sure. are they buying? Like, how does lunch work? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, okay. I'll go first then. Okay. Cause I think I'm not going to have a whole lot to say, but I'll see. Um, so in theory, all of my school aged kids pack a lunch. That's the theory, right? So, right. Here's what I suspect is actually happening. I'm buying all these lunch supplies and I think they're all eating them when I'm not looking. And then uh, I think they're like bringing a sandwich to school and pretending like they're making full lunches. That's just so my they're theory supposed to make their own, even Clara and Owen. Um, Clara does not. I make Clara. Okay, um, Owen makes his own. William makes his own. I just find that by the time like Tuesday rolls around the whole filler box. I don't know if you have one of these, but like, if, like we have yep. a box of lunch fillers. Yep. It's just, I don't know, suspiciously <laughs> low and nobody complains or says anything, which indicates to me that they know why it's low. It's because right. they're eating it ahead of time. So, um, I do every now and then get a panicked call. Like, can you put money on my lunch account? Which I purposely keep really low. Like I'll yeah. keep a couple bucks on there so they can get milk or if they have an emergency, they can yeah. have lunch. But I purposely don't keep money in there because I found that then they, especially the kids who are in middle school and above, they can just have a la carte. Yeah. So they can just get whatever they want. Right. Um, Clara's lunch is so teeny and I feel guilty because I feel it's like often like a cheese stick and an apple or a cheese stick and crackers or a granola bar and a cheese stick. Like you're seeing the pattern here. It's like right. two items, but that's because consistently, if I give her more than two things, she brings yeah. half of it home. I think that's so, a, common, yeah. a common story. Yeah. And I've asked her, am I giving you enough food? But she's getting a milk. So she yeah. gets milk and, you know, kind of a big, heavy snack. And I just think she's not a huge eater. I think she's gabbing with her friends. Yeah. And so she comes home really hungry yeah. and then pigs out, which is yeah. fine. It's fine with me too. Yeah. We do big after school snacks and we should like do one of these episodes about snacks and sweets or something. Cause after school yeah. snacks is like its own segment for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I'll talk about myself a little yeah, bit, I guess. So mm-hmm. myself for lunch right now, because I am trying this like lazy keto thing. It's often <laughs> one of the higher protein kind bars. Um, some of them like the higher protein, lower carb ones. None of yeah. them are truly low carb, but some are like make a really decent lunch. If the yeah. alternative is like going out for a sandwich. Yeah. I eat a lot of almonds. I eat peanut butter by the spoonful. Nice. And I eat a lot of Cobb salads. There's I a place down the Cobb road from salad. my work. And if I'm really starving, I will pay the 10 bucks or whatever. I for think a we've salad. talked about this, how we both, it is like the perfect meal. It, a Cobb it salad. is. It actually is. Per- actually, I think I might have one today. I really yeah. want one now. I yeah. love a Cobb salad. Yeah. Um, okay. So in my house for kids, all three of my kids get a packed lunch. Violet only goes to preschool three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Tuesday, Thursday, she's home with me, but I almost always pack her a lunch anyway those days because I'm doing it anyway. And that way, no matter where we are, we might go to the gym and she'd go to the childcare there. Or even right. if we're home, the lunch is packed. So pretty much five days a week, even though she's home a couple of days. Um, 
like lining the lunch. I actually took a picture this morning because I knew we were talking about this. So I'll post a picture of three little lunch boxes lined up and what's in them. Um, and my like the go to main dish or main, I guess, in my kids lunch is they really like deli meat rolled up in a tortilla with nothing mm. else. They're not okay. like so it's not like a roll that you or I would like where it's like cucumbers and right. you know, like a mayo and a meat. And it's like super boring. And Reed likes ham and the girls both like turkey. And so it is just lunch meat rolled up real tight, like really. So it's like a tight little tube of lunch meat and tortilla. And I cut it in half and they just call it a roll up, like a ham roll up or yeah, a turkey that's roll up. My kids call, make cheese roll ups. And yeah. Peanut butter roll ups and all stuff, kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that works. Um, and then they might choose like our little snack basket would have like I get the Z bars, like the Cliff Kids yeah. um, Z bars. I get um, Violet still likes the applesauce, like fruit squeezers, the little pouches. And Reed will sometimes go for those, too. I get them at Trader Joe's. Um, Our school is no nuts, which does make it hard because my kids love a couple of them love peanut butter. Violet really likes almonds. And that's that's healthy stuff. And I can't send it to school. So that has to wait till after school. Fruit is really hard in the packed lunch. My kids are good fruit eaters, but even my best fruit eaters get really weird about like the sliminess or the turning brown. There's like no perfect fruit. Grapes would probably be a good one that almost all of them would eat in a lunch, but I often do sliced up apples. Um, and I'm just trying to think through the other little bento box containers. Oh, you know, what's a good go-to for my kids is dried cranberries or dried blueberries or raisins. Um, I know those do pack some sugar. I know it's not a sugar-free food, but I don't really buy fruit snacks except for airplanes and special occasions. So if it's the, if it's the cheap version of fruit snacks and I'm not comparing it to like a whole fresh fruit, um, I think that's decent. They all really like those for their morning snack recess. Um, and I can buy them in bulk and it's not so much packaged stuff. I feel like it's really cost effective. Um, for the most part, Allegra likes these dried blueberries that are kind of expensive. Yeah, no, those can, those really can be. And sometimes I, um, I get raisins and cranberries. My kids Mm -hmm. like those. And I just feel like they're kind of an alternative to like a fruit snack or something. You know, they're not, I'm not, I'm not making a meal out of it. Exactly. I'm not kidding myself that it's the perfect superfood. But those are good for mixing in to like a existing granola or into yogurt or something like that or just you know having as a little snack on the side so yeah I'm cool uh, with that I'm glad you brought up yogurt because my kids don't usually eat yogurt in the morning but they do I send an ice pack and most of the year it stays cool enough that I feel fine sending a yogurt and Trader Joe's which I know you don't have but Trader Joe's has my kids call them the tiny yogurts and they're like okay. they really are little and they come oh in the, the itty bitty pack. ones yeah. yeah and they're I think they're still like whole milk I mean they're really they're pretty like from a dairy perspective they're higher fat but that's for me that's fine for my kids but um and they do really like those and they fit in a lunch in a way that bigger yogurts don't and also it's just not so much so I know it won't go to waste and so um they have all different flavors and so how do you feel about yogurt in a tube um so I don't know I feel like <laughs> that yeah it's kind of weird we freeze them so oh yeah there's one kind that I will get at Costco sometimes that's a little bit lower sugar and a little healthier yeah they have actually gotten really good with making like I mean, I think even Horizon I think it's makes Stony them now. Field. I think it's oh, one Stony of the Field. good. Yeah. So I think it's Stonyfield that will be at Costco sometimes. And um, my kids like them frozen. And so then it's like you can freeze them and just eat them like a frozen popsicle or right. you can freeze them, put them in a lunch. And then they're at least still cold and they yeah. kind of keep the rest of the lunch cold. So, yeah, I'm so fine with it. I have to share my my weird little <laughs> hang up about these. Now, first okay. of all, let's just be frank and transparent about the fact that all of these things are creating so much packaging and I hate that I hate that like I wish I didn't rely on some of these things um but the reality of my life is right now sometimes I do but I have this visceral reaction because when I was a kid eating anything in a tube would like tear up the sides of my mouth oh the corners yeah I can see that and I know like remember those freezy pops those had a particularly stiff Uh uh-huh little edge and sometimes I had actual cuts like in the summer from eating those things So now when I look at my kids eating like it gives a, you like the heebie-jeebies. like a yogurt tube, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. So I have an, a bias against them for yeah. that reason, even though those ones are soft and I don't think they do the same thing. Right. I just I can't. Help I also myself. feel like there's a little bit we're getting on a major tangent here, but there's a Sorry. little bit of false marketing in that they're often marketed toward really little kids as a convenient. Yeah, little vehicle. kids can't. But can you imagine <laughs> handing like a three year old or a two and a half year old? A yogurt tube. That's why freezing them does help a little bit. Yeah. But like you squeeze once and it's like everywhere. The pouches, yes. at least they, they know how to suck on the end. But I feel like it's a disaster. Nobody knows. And even adults aren't good at tearing those straight across. Like no. half the time you tear it down and then you've got yes. like this gaping hole on the right. side. Yeah. And yet they're always, you know, like it's meant to be this really great 
convenient food for really young kids. So I don't know how yeah. you guys listeners feel about yogurt tubes. I really we, only buy we obviously them. have some thoughts. I only buy them sporadically <laughs> because it is this one brand at Costco that ends up being fairly healthy and fairly cost effective. Otherwise, so my kids, it's kind of like a treat for them. So um, I guess I should talk about well, I'll post a picture of my kids lunches in the show notes because I know people kind of like to it's like a geek out over that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, for lunch for myself, when I'm home, well, whether I'm home with Violet or home on my own, I've really come to rely on Trader Joe's salads. And I used to have a real oh, thing okay. against buying pre-made salads because I felt like it was a waste of money and I could do this myself. And it was like some kind of cop out, especially because I was a stay at home mom or working from home. Like I don't need convenience packaged salads. Also, packaged salads in bags and stuff used to be real gross. Like the lettuce yes, was gross. They were, yes. So I think it's a, ma- a matter of the salads have gotten better. Trader Joe's makes them very cost effective. Most of the ones I buy are like three or four dollars. They're not like six ninety nine or anything. And I just decided that it's worth my time and money. Um, and they have really good ones. They have a barbecue chicken one that I like. I totally change it up um, because I get bored. Um, and Trader Joe's also has some burritos in the refrigerated section that I will warm up and those are good. So I'm kind of on the, I would say, relatively healthy, but still packaged convenience food lunch. Like I'm not making like a Stouffer's, but I'm doing the Trader Joe's version of that kind of. I'm such a lazy lunch person. Like for me, and I'm kind of in general, like unless I'm cooking for a family or for a group, I, and I think I've said this on the show before, like I am perfectly happy eating the same thing all day long. I really don't care. Yeah. So I could see myself having the exact same thing for lunch for like the rest of my life and not caring <laughs> if there's not another option in front of me. Yeah. Now, if there's another option in front of me, if I'm going to a restaurant or something, then I want to like live it up. But if I'm in my house, it's really like I'm hungry. What's in front of me? Sometimes it's an avocado. Mm, I just that's yummy. Yeah. I just squeeze some lime juice on it and salt. And that's nice. my lunch. Or sometimes it's like if I'm eating more if I'm in a sandwichy kind of place I'll have a sandwich or sometimes it's just whatever I have to eat to continue with my day but I'm just really like I don't like to stop what I'm doing to I know to make myself food I'm the same way and the other weird thing about me is and I probably said it on the show before but I really front load my calories in the day you guys know I'm a morning person my energy's higher in the day but I also eat more and and I really almost eat like three meals before like two o'clock because I eat (laughs) a relatively light breakfast and it's early And so then I'm hungry again at like 10. And if I'm at home, I might have my Trader Joe's salad at 10 o'clock because it's like it's like my lunch. And I don't care. I don't stand on ceremony about what time. But then if I eat at 1030, I'm going to be hungry again at like one, which is like a little before I go get the kids from school. And then I might have a little something else then. I also like leftovers for lunch. So if we've been on our dinner game and there are leftovers, I do like that. But then I don't eat very much from like three o'clock on. I'm really not a big dinner eater. And I I think that probably also is... um, is connected to my low energy later in the day. So I'm not saying this is a good thing, but just, yeah, I'm more of a lunch or dinner eater. So if I have a big lunch, I I won't necessarily eat a big dinner, but I will always eat one or the other. I will always have either a bigger lunch or a bigger dinner as opposed to breakfast. Just the way my energy works. Do you remember anything about lunches when your kids were tiny? I just remember cutting crusts off a lot of sandwiches. I remember Um, using fancy, um, like those things that you like cut the, um, sandwich out, like, like a little thing that, yeah, I'm like not saying this right. Yeah, like instead of a using a knife, cutter? yeah, like a cookie cutter yeah. to cut the sandwich up. Um, I think mine cut it into. I had one that did circles and one that did triangles. Uh huh. Um, I remember making a lot of little smorgasbords the way you've talked about smorgasbord yeah. dinner. I remember doing like that on a minor, like a small yeah. scale, like cheese cubes and crackers yeah. and nuts or something like that. But otherwise, no. I think it was kind of the way. I don't know. I do breakfast, like kind yeah. of like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I agree. I remember lunches being really messy. Um, just with, I guess a yogurt. Go, coming back to the yogurt, I feel like my kids were always yogurt eaters, but less at breakfast and more at lunch. Mm. So I feel like I have a lot of mental pictures of just really messy kids, and I just wipe them down and put them down for a nap. Um, and I, my, I didn't really get into lunch meat for my kids until they were a little bit older. I think all the like nitrates and nitrites and all that, like I was trying to avoid. But now I get some pretty, I get some pretty natural lunch meats that are pretty preservative free now. But um, so I kind of wish I had figured that out earlier because I feel like that would have been another protein option. And my kids all really like deli meat. So yeah, um, yeah, mine do too. Did yeah. I ever tell you the story about Jacob wanting sitting out? He was like two years old and he was obsessed with, I don't I don't remember what it might've been hot dogs, something, okay. something I didn't want him to have a lot yeah. of. Yeah. And he's sitting outside the fridge in his diaper <laughs> oh. going meat. 
<laughs> more meat because I wouldn't let him have any more meat. Oh, that's so that's sad. sad. It was I so do, sad. I do think, I mean, everybody has their different things when it comes to like what you do and don't want to feed your kids. So it's it depends on the person. But I do think there are a lot. It's getting more affordable to avoid certain things that, that are quote unquote bad, including the preservatives in meat and like, right. you know, if you want to do organic, like all of that, I have noticed just the prices are coming down and the availability is greater um, over the last five to 10 years. So I think that's a good, that's a good thing. And yeah, yeah. Um, hot dogs cut up again. I don't think I was doing that for lunch for my kids when they were tiny, but I would now if I had a two year old now I'd be cutting up hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, okay. So I don't know any other lunch tips. Did we no. Do you want to do a blast in the past lunch? What did you eat for lunch when you were a kid? Oh, that's a good idea. So in my in my childhood lunch bag, I would have had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Me too. Um, when we did our beverages episode, I remembered those Minute Maid juice boxes, but mine were always orange juice because they didn't like apple juice as much. But now that that thought of that is super gross because like warm orange juice is just really weird. Yeah. Um, and what else? It would have been a fruit probably, although... I don't have much memory for what the fruit would have been. And then I was like an apple or an orange or banana. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And my lunches were pretty, I remember trying to trade for Cheetos and Doritos. And I remember coveting the junk food that my friends had. It seemed like everyone had it, but me, but I know that's not true because I lived in an area where there were lots of like hippy dippy health food eaters too. Right. It was just like you had all extremes. And so all I noticed were the Cheetos and Doritos right. and the snack packs. <laughs> I, and the I never got that up, stuff like either. Roll ups, you know, like the really bright fruit roll ups. I don't think I got those ever, but I, man, I traded for them and I wanted them. Um, also at my elementary school at lunch, there was popsicle day once a week where for a quarter they sold popsicles on the playground. And that was really fun. If you forgot your quarter, you were so sad. Yeah. Yo. Mm. Yeah. Cause we didn't really, we didn't have like the typical cafeteria. So the popsicles were like, that was like a big thing. We had a very typical cafeteria. And I will say that one thing that comes up again and again is the pizza that we had when, oh, okay. and, like I never had hot lunch hardly ever, but every now and then my mom would let me get it. And I always tried to have it be on pizza day. And it was like this weird square pizza. Square? With these, yes, yes. Really greasy. Like, and with like of, holes in the bottom. Yes, yes. Yes. And we did too. And I do remember that. I think that's the only time anyone got hot lunch, to be honest. <laughs> like we didn't, we ate outside cause it was California yeah. and we didn't have like the typical lunch line thing. Right. So they did have hot lunch options, but I just didn't know anybody who got them. But I do remember that pizza. It was exactly the same. Yes. It's and then a when memorable I got, thing. When I got to junior <laughs> high, they had pizza hut in our cafeteria. And I, for oh, sure, when you were talking about your kids like not wanting them to do a la carte because they'd just get whatever I mean I for sure probably with my own money because I doubt my mom was sending me money would get pizza hut pizza and like those frozen custard like frozen chocolate custard in like a cup do you remember those it's like yes yeah yeah yeah. like you pulled back a little tab yes like a poor man's Wendy's frosty but in a cup yep yeah and that That was supposedly the ice cream you're like that is is not so gross and bad for you but that was little seventh grade (laughs) me (laughs) I think I ate a lot of donuts in seventh grade. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Okay. Real quick before we wrap, I wanted to let everybody know that we received two nominations for the Iris Awards. It's really exciting. The Iris Awards take place at the Mom 2.0 Summit, which is coming up in May. Um, And they're really fun award ceremony, really recognizing all voices in parenting media. So, you know, video bloggers, bloggers, writers, photographers, podcasters. Um, So we are up for podcast of the year along with some great company. And we're also nominated in the best sponsored content category for our episode we did with Wit Honey and um, which Wit Honey, sorry, and responsibility.org. So that was a really nice thing to find out. Yes, we've been nominated before, but never twice. So exciting. And we're in great company. So in the show notes, I'll link up all the nominations and you can go see. The only people eligible to vote are people who've been to the Mom 2.0 conference. But um, if you have, check your email, though, because I think the ballot gets emailed too. Yeah. And um, I know and anybody can nominate. And I did post a couple of times. So if if those of you took the time to nominate us, we so, so, so appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And then also, Katie is with me at the end of this show, and she and I have a giveaway. So keep listening, and you will hear that shortly. And we will be back with you guys very soon. This was fun. Hey, guys. It's Sarah. I'm back here with Katie Addis. Hey, Katie. Hey, Sarah. 
So um, Katie has, as usual, a struggle, a success, and a discovery from her life as a mom of two little kids, ages one and three. And then after that, Katie and I have a fun giveaway for really moms of right in that age range that you guys are going to love. And the giveaway is happening on Instagram. We'll tell you about it in just a little bit. But Katie, let's get to the good stuff first. Okay. So actually, I've stopped kind of reeling from this struggle experience that I had recently. But um, I w- let's see. This past week, actually, yeah, was just when it ended. We had a total terrible trifecta hit our house um, with Luke first. So he was he first had a cold uh-huh. and he was teething badly this week. And then lo and behold, out of nowhere, we get hit by a stomach bug. All of you? Well, OK, thankfully, no. It first went to Luke and then to Anna Lee. And I think this is just a good cautionary tale for all the moms out there, including myself, who developed a little swagger saying things like, oh, you know, nope, I've never, never had to deal with the puke stuff. Never had to deal never with. Never say never. Never say never. Famous last words. Um, And it, I mean, that I, I think that's the case with so many things, right? Like I've never had to deal with picky eating or right. sleep issues. <laughs> never or, say that. Yeah, never, never say either yeah, of those things. Biters, wh- whatever, whatever it is. So there I was. Um. And Luke just, we were in a public place. It came out of nowhere. He was a little extra clingy this, this mm-hmm. particular, particular morning. We had gone into a store and um, there I was at a clothing rounder. And all of a sudden he just starts letting it out. Oh my gosh. Everywhere. In the store. In the store. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was like a scene out of the movie. It was like all eyes on me, all oh. heads turning whoosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. I don't think I've had that. I've had airplanes many times because I have one child who gets sick on airplanes, but I'm trying to think if I've ever had that public. Yes. And it was, it was pretty violent. I mean, it was, it was, it must've been audible because I'm telling you every person from every corner of the store. Can I ask what just, store you were in? I was in children's orchard. Okay. I love that a, a children's resale store. Yeah. That's like a consignment store near us. Yeah. Yeah. A so, plug for children's orchard <laughs> since they had to clean up Luke's puke. I know. And actually the normal salespeople who are typically in there were not there. And I kind of said a silent thank you because um, this new salesperson was so nice. She oh, she ran over to me and so did another mom. I mean, this is kind of one silver lining in yeah. this terrible story is that um, this mom rushed over and said, do you need paper towels? You need paper towels. Um, and it was almost like one of those. I think my mouth was just agape for at least a minute where I needed to be told what to do. Yeah. I needed to be told, you need paper towels. Did you have both kids with you? Yes. Was she in school? Oh yes. And thankfully, Annalie just kind of like followed in tow. So I'm, you know, ushered to the back recesses of this store where I have to w- walk down a hallway, find the bathroom, mop him up. Is I he took- crying? No, no. Sometimes little kids cry when they throw up. They don't know what's happening. No, he was very subdued. Okay. So I'm stripping him of all of his clothes. I mean, it had gotten on my clothes, my tennis shoes that I just recently bought. Um, So I just, I throw his clothes away in the trash can. I grab, I grab, (laughs) I I knew you would be a fan of that. Um, I grabbed the trash can liner because I didn't want to leave. I wanted to be a responsible mom, not leaving the puke smell in the bathroom. Um, and took that with me and then bought him a shirt on our way out. And we pieced out of there really quickly. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty epic. Yeah. Um, well, I have a couple things to say about puke. First of all, of two things. One, I saw a funny internet meme go around. I want to say Jill from Baby Rabies shared it. But it had something to do with, like, let's all admit that we've been that mom whose kid pukes in the middle of the night. And instead of changing the sheets properly, we just throw a towel <laughs> over it and climb into bed with the child <laughs> who's puking. Because I have been that person from the beginning. I will just sit here right here and admit that I do not fully change sheets in the middle of the night. Almost ever. That's a policy. I really don't. Because what? Okay, I'm not going to let a child sleep in their own vomit or urine. I promise. But I would rather move their bed, like move them to a different bed, have them come in with me or put a couple of really absorbent towels on and like a sheet over that and like pass out for four or five hours till the night is over and then get up and deal with it. And I right. don't think that makes me a totally disgusting human, but I did. That was the first time I've ever, ever heard someone else mention it. So if you out there have ever thrown a towel over, I mean like scoop up the puke, right? right. Like do that. But I'm not stripping beds and dealing with fitted sheets in and the middle of the night. Deep and I, cleaning and deodorizing. No, and yeah. No. Or running the laundry. Like I'm just, I, I'm not a good middle of the night, like that type of person. So Understandably. Anyway, I don't think you're a, 
gross human if you do that. And I did think that was funny. And my other thing was, um, and we didn't plan this, but I also had puke in the last few days. So we were on vacation last week and my husband got what we thought was food poisoning. And I talked to one of my best friends as a nurse and she's like, just so you know, almost every time you think it's food poisoning, like it's actually a stomach bug. So just like, I hope no one else gets it. And it really seemed like food poisoning. We'd been out to this very rich dinner. Mm. Um, it hit right like two hours after he ate. Like it just okay. really had all. Plus we're eating seafood. We're traveling. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yep. 48 hours later, two hours before we had to leave for the airport. So we had to, we had to get up at 4 a.m. for our flight. And at 2 a.m., Violet starts puking in the oh middle of the night gosh. in our hotel room. Oh, and we're wow. about to leave to travel from Hawaii back here. So, but my point of that is, is I traveled a, a long day of travel with a puking five-year-old and it was really not that bad because once they're old enough to puke into a bowl or a bag yeah. and like understand what's happening, right. it's so much easier. So yeah. puke doesn't really ever stop. I still deal with puke. Like my kids still randomly get stomach bugs. Yeah. My oldest gets sick on planes almost every time. Like I've, I, I don't think the puke gets a lot less, but it gets a lot easier because they start to know and be able to predict it. Yeah. They can like hug a toilet or a bowl and it's not so upsetting. Yeah. So I felt like I was like, that seems like it should have been harder. Like I had a kid with the stomach bug and I had to fly on two airplanes. Yeah. And wow. Like it just wasn't that bad. And well, it is because, you said yeah. you've dealt with a lot of puke before on airplanes specifically. So yes. was it motion sickness yeah. induced vomit? Allegra. And the first time, okay, we're getting long here, but this is actually a funny story about toddlers. The very first time it happened, we didn't know that she would get air sick and she was 15 months old. Okay. So like not that much different than Luke and her vocabulary wasn't very good. And no. we still, my kids still laugh at this story. And so she had, she had single word vocabulary and she's okay. crying and she's fussing and the plane's kind of in descent and she's, we can't figure out what's going on. And she looks at us and she goes, poop. And then she pukes <laughs> everywhere. And we still laugh at that story because like something was happening. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, what a great precursor. Weird. Right. Like she was trying to identify like poop. Tummy. No. Nope. Nope. Tummy something <laughs> is happening. Anyway. Yeah. That's so hilarious. many, so many puking horror stories. Yeah. Because I mean, stomach vomit is different from motion sickness or stomach flu. That's true. That's so, true. So yeah, moms, share share your epic stories with yeah. us. That would be one other time. Our whole family got the stomach bug when I was thirty six weeks pregnant with my oh. third child. Oh my goodness! And thank I got God it. it was your. Third. I got it. It was my third. But I, yeah, there's something about trying to throw up when you like can't even bend over. Oh, and it sent me not into goodness. like preterm labor, but I was having like crazy contractions because oh. I was so dehydrated. Oh, all everyone had it. All of us. Wow. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's okay. proceed. Okay, let's move on to something less gross. Okay. So I'm moving on to a discovery, and these discoveries have to do with recreational reading nice. as a mom, which is notable because I feel like since I became a mom, my attention span for books mm-hmm. and my appetite for reading has diminished, yeah. I think because I just have less time. So yeah. it's like if the book is in any way, shape, right. or form, you have less tolerance dose-worthy, for, right. yeah, like... I'm going to hit the pillow yeah. then and ditch the book. Right. Well, not these two books. Nice. I okay. mean, they are like the most salacious page turner. Nice. Maybe salacious is a little strong, but um, the book titles are The Last Mrs. Parrish. Okay. Have you heard of that one? Nope. And then the other one is called Behind Closed Doors. Okay. And both of them are kind of in the same vein of a perfect couple it seems okay but there's there's more to them Intrigue. than meets the eye do you have either of them in hard copy did you library what did i like li- yeah i libraried so i read them both in hard copy which i think is i don't know i i, I think i enjoy real hard. paper books yes okay i, I think it has to be a very special circumstance for me to read electronically yeah I'm an old school no i i'm with you i think i've recently discovered that the book experience is better when yeah. i have a tangible thing in front of me rather than my kindle so um anyway I will tell a caveat about what the last Mrs. Parrish. It's divided into four parts, I believe. And part one does kind of read like a sappy, um, suspenseful, in a way, Lifetime movie. Okay. So you're kind of like, okay, I've seen this formula before. Right. It's predictable. But then, but then part two through four. I mean, it's going to be hard for you guys to continue mothering because you are going to want to stop. <laughs> I, love I'm it. I have not you. read a fictional book like that in a long time. And our listeners know I read mostly nonfiction. I read a lot of boring, like, 
parenting and self-help books. I'm a great resource for if you want recommendations there. I'm terrible with fiction. But what I need is somebody to just put a book in my hands. Okay. So I was hoping that you could just bring this and put it in my hands. But yes. now I will go to our local library yes. and get them. Okay. Please do. So and then guys- the other one I finished in like two days because it was so good. Behind Closed Doors was the second one. Okay, so we'll link those up um, at themomhour.com. Go to the show notes for episode 151 if you can't remember. And if you read them, email me yeah. at themomhour.com. Yeah. Because I want to know what you thought. Seriously, yeah. please. Discussion. Discussion. Okay. And then lastly, um, this feels like a little bit of tooting my own horn, but That's um, what this is. but it's I had, a <laughs> it's a success. I, it was a physical, um, personal achievement. Nice. And that is, um, my husband and I did um, a hike yesterday okay. that was five and a half miles, nice. elevation 600 feet. So we did the top of the world hike. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done that one before? I have once. Once, So I've okay. gone there and back. Yeah, because yeah. it's kind of a big deal. It like, is. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I don't think, it so it's 5.5 total. We tracked trip? it round Okay. Trip. Uh-huh. But, you know, you're going up several substantial yeah, hills. Mm-hmm. And the last time I had done it was pre-kids, yeah. pre-pregnancy even. So I just look at it as, wow, you know, you really made it. Like, you can run again. You can walk up those hills. It's such um, a good feeling to have finished a big hike. Yeah. I have the most trouble wanting to do a big hike. Okay. But it is such a good... motivation isn't there. Well, I just, it, it takes a long time. And I, I'm I know. like, I, I am know. sort of an impatient person. Yeah. And so I think of all the other things I could do, but it's so sad. I mean, you never regret a really never good hike. Megan's yeah. good about hiking too. She loves to hike and where she lives, you have limited time to do it. So I feel like she's really good about that kind of yeah. thing. But. Well, the whole way you're on a hike, let me ask you a question. So are you thinking about how you're being productive, burning calories or yeah, are you I like mean, no, enjoying the scenery or a both. little bit of both? A little bit of both. Like okay. I feel really glad that I do it. It's just the it's just the committing to do it. Actually, yeah. I did Top of the World with Allegra, and she felt really. Mm-hmm, she felt so proud that oh, she did. Yeah, that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was like it was a random day where I don't know why she didn't have school and the other kids did. I can't figure that out. But um, anyway, we did it just the two of us. So yeah. And did I get the email right, Sarah? Hello. Did I yeah. say hello, hello at, at the mom? Yeah. Okay. You guys know, or you yeah, know yeah. where to find us. Yeah, you guys are pros. Um. Okay. Should we talk about our giveaway? Yes. Okay, guys. So we have a giveaway of a really, really cute hooded towel, and um, this is from a company called Lil B. Um, and the giveaway is happening on Instagram. So all you have to do is head to our Instagram, which is at the mom hour, and look for the post. Um that is doing this giveaway, but Lil B makes really super sweet, soft, and really uniquely designed um, blankets and hooded towels. And what we're giving away is two hooded towels for you and a friend. So it's one of those fun tag a friend giveaways. Um, But Katie is, she actually brought her, she got to try out the hooded towel and it's super, super cute. I did. And in my household, this hooded towel concept is actually kind of a treat because as a new mom, you think, oh, well, I will only buy hooded towels. But then- you know, number two comes along and we ditched the hooded towels so soon. Okay. Um, because you know, a normal towel works. Yeah. However, getting the hooded towel yeah. now, I realize, oh my gosh, even as they get older, it's almost, it's almost nicer because almost they nicer have more hair. Old. Yes. It, that and like they can walk and run around, which my kids always loved to do. So I almost feel like with the babies, it's different. You're sort of wrapping them in the hooded towel. But right. my kids all loved and we we only had the ones that we received as gifts. I wouldn't say I went out and bought a bunch, but we totally used them. Yeah. I don't know until they were like five. Like it gets the towel is relatively smaller, but they still love to put it on and wrap it around. So yeah. And this, this one's length, super cute. This length is actually really good. It fits both Luke and Annalie and Annalie is super tall for okay. her age. So it fits both of them and very functional. And then the pattern is so cute. I chose the woodland creature pattern because it's, so it's perfectly non-gendered yeah. and um, it has this adorable coordinating trim. Yeah. On A the lot edge. of their designs are like black and white with accents of color. Would, yeah. would that be an accurate description? It's yeah. almost looks like like really cool, like pen and ink artsy designs with then little splashes of color. You guys have to check it out. So really cute. Head to our Instagram, which we are just at the mom hour and look for the post that is giving away two hooded towels from Lil B shop. They are an awesome mom owned business. They're owned by two sisters. um, And we love um, kind of giving shout outs to businesses like that. So again, head to Instagram. Um, So in in terms of timing, this episode will release on Tuesday. I think that the giveaway will be going look for first thing Wednesday through the following Monday. And if you're listening to this far, far in the future, we're talking about like the second week of April. So it will be over, but you can still check out the Lil B shop. So totally. All right. Thanks, Katie. This was super fun. And Katie and I will be back in a month or so with another fun segment. Sounds good. Thanks, Sarah. Bye, everybody. 
Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.